Hey everyone, thank you for listening to the podcast. We are super excited for you to listen to this upcoming episode, but we just wanted to take a quick moment to announce our new partnership that we are super excited about with ACA, Air Conditioning Contractors of America. After a previous podcast with ACA CEO Bart James, we knew we wanted to go deeper into a partnership so we could serve the HVS industry more together. So thank you to ACA air conditioning contractors of America for the partnership. We're grateful and we look forward for what's to come and hope you enjoy this upcoming episode. Hello friends and welcome to, to the point, the home services podcast that focuses on marketing and operational solutions to help you get better. Because if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. Now let's cut through the bullshit and get to the point. What's up, To The Point listeners? It's your boy, Cristiano. And I'm not going to cut to the bullshit and get to the point this morning, Paul. That's not how it's going to go. Are you okay not gonna with do that? it? I'm 100% okay with it. Well, everybody, I am your host, Cristiano, To The Point Home Services Podcast, along with my co-host, Mr. Tall, Paul Redmond. My friend, how you doing? Man, I have never been better. The energy in the virtual studio is off the charts today. And uh, man, I'm looking forward to having a conversation because what we don't have is a guest today, which is kind of a good thing. People have been asking for it. So we're going to give it to them. They want to know. They're about to know. You don't know. Now, you know, (laughs) Paul, (laughs) what do you want to talk about today, Chris? What what do the people want to hear? So we're actually going to uh, two part this son of a bitch. Okay, that's how this is going to go. And and so everybody knows right off the bat. know arizona you might have heard the news got hit a little hard with covid so number one you're number one we are the winner winner chicken dinner of the uh covid nightmare so i am not in the studio today if you can't tell by my subpar audio so i'm going to do the best that i can that being said i'm on like a 20 out of a scale of one to ten so i'm ready to spit some fire that being said i want to start off and just talk a little bit i want to share with our listeners because the last probably, I would say, week and a half or two weeks or so since we went on our incentive trip and we brought it up uh, into the mountains of Wyoming, um, we've had people asking me questions about it and reaching out to you about it. So I thought, you know what? Why not just share some of our uh, some of the things that we did on that on that trip? And, and listen, um, it was myself, Tall Paul, and two others uh, on our sales team that went on this trip into the middle of the Grand Tetons, which... Um, we learned what that was. If you listen to the podcast, it just came out this past <laughs> Tuesday, which was amazing, by the way. Um, but let's let's talk about it a little bit. And then what we're going to do, though, is I do want to finish up with something that's really been on my fucking nerves the last like week Ooh. or so that I've been hearing. Oh, yeah. And it, honestly, it's been a problem the last decade. And it's how we built the company. For, so for those of you listening for the first time, I'm also the CEO of a company called Rhino Strategic Solutions which is a digital marketing company, the biggest and the baddest in the game since 2008, only for the trades. We know how to get shit done. We know how to grow businesses in the trades, but we don't fake it. We don't guess on how well we're doing. We don't guess on anything, and neither do our customers ever have to guess on where we stand every month down to the dollar. That's how you build a business and maintain a good reputation 12 years in the same space. So I say that because there's all these mom and pops rolling in that are quote-unquote uh, home services, digital marketing specialists that don't know shit and don't track shit and use smoke and mirrors. And that's not how we roll. So we're going to set it straight at the end of this. Are you cool with that, Paul? 
We are cool, but I do want to correct something. You said we never guess about anything, but I'm going to rewind to about mid-2019 when I had to guess that you were dangling this carrot out there about this epic adventure we were going to go on if we hit this revenue target. Now, let me back up a little further than that. At Rhino, we don't generally or haven't generally in the past, we're not like obsessed with chasing sales, right? Correct. The, Correct. It's just not something that, that was like really confusing to me at first when I came over from a publicly held company that's, you know, manages by the month and by the quarter. And you've always said when you, when you brought me on board, like we chase the result, we chase the performance for the customer. And then we, uh, if we do that, everything else will fill. Well, last year we were having a record year and we did put a number up on the wall and we're a privately held company. So we'll privately hold these numbers close to our chest, <laughs> but it was a freaking big number and about, um, and, and we were okay having this giant number and chasing it. But about halfway through the year, it was like, man, we are going to get within a putt or two of crushing this number. And so uh, Chris said, if we hit this number, we're going to do the most epic, you know, incentive trip getaway, you know, and I'll tell you all about it once we hit the number. So we didn't know what we were chasing for, but here's where it gets interesting. So I hear this from Chris. And so I go tell my wife, I'm like, Hey baby, I'm going to be putting in some hours. We got a lot going on. When we hit this number, Chris is setting this trip up and I don't know where he's going to send us, but me and you and Anna and the spouses, we're all going to go and we're going to probably going to be like in Australia. Who knows? It's going to be epic. And so we chase this number down and we hit it in December and Chris sends us some sort of meme with like city slickers on it. So not only was that how he revealed that, Hey, we're going to go live on a dude ranch and be cowboys for a week, which was exciting. I had to now backtrack and go tell Corey, Hey, this like, you know, vacation I've been promising you. And it happened. It's, it's, it's just me, Chris and the sales guys. Sorry about that. So that, <laughs> That's where we are. So we hit the number and Chris, tell, tell us what, uh, tell everybody what you, uh, what you set out to do for us. Yeah. So, so here's what that meme was. It was just like a, like a quick eight second video clip from city slickers. It says, y'all, it was a picture of Billy Crystal getting drug off by a, a, a cow. He just, he just wrangled and uh, he roped him. It was pulling him and it said, y'all came here, city slickers. You're leaving cowboys. <laughs> and that's what I said to the guys as their clue. And then I started, uh, um, giving little tips and stuff there, and then they figured it out pretty quick. <clears throat> and if you know me at all, if you listen to enough of this, I am all about experiences. You can take experiences with you for a lifetime. You'll never forget some of the things you've done. Like I've been on a lot of different cool trips, and honestly, like there's some I don't remember. And it was in beautiful places. I just don't really remember all the things that we did or the adventures. So I thought I don't want to do the same old, same old. I want to do something completely different that's going to be. Uh, something they'll remember forever. Like that'll be an experience that I gave to them because of their hard work, you know? And, and so it was, a, I mean, it's a, it was an uncomfortable, you know, decision. Um, but one that if you know me, want to know I'm particularly uh, okay to, to make those types of decisions and put it out there because I genuinely believe like not only will we bond, but it's an experience that you guys would true, you know, truthfully enjoy. And we certainly did. We did exactly that. So we set out, to the Triangle X Ranch, shout out Triangle X Ranch up in uh, Jackson, uh, actually just outside of Jackson Hole, Wyoming, and to our Cowboys, Butch, and to uh, Cade, and to uh, Dennis, and uh, what was the, what was the young kid's name again? I forget. Oh man, I should know. Bodie. I, His name was Bodie. Bodie. <clears throat> Bodie. He was a uh, fourteen. He was fan- fourteen. He was part of the ranch. This kid was. He was responsible deal. for us. He was the real deal, Holyfield on the uh, on the horse man. He was riding bareback and everything. But so. Rhinos, 
and the T Grand Tetons. Paul, what was your experience? Because I want to share my – Paul doesn't like to get out of his comfort zone too much, okay? Like he has his comfort zone, and I constantly push him out of it as much as I possibly can. You do. So it, yeah. It In was many enjoyable, ways. enjoyable for me to watch you mentally struggle – of going outside that comfort zone, but then actually doing it. So share with me, let's give me your experience. So much to share. Well, let me just unpack something for our mm-hmm. listeners. This may not surprise a lot of you, but leading up to this trip, one of the things, like I love outdoors. I, I do. I do a lot of outdoors things. But the thing that I was least looking forward to on this trip is, you know, it's a guy's trip. And here's something you may not know about me. I don't really drink. I can <sighs> drink. I have drank. I did the whole college drinking thing. Um, but really, I mean, over the last... I mean, this year, prior to the story I'm about to tell you, I mean, I bet you I had one beer all year. And I bet you I had maybe like four last year. Like, I just don't drink. Just not the season of life that I'm in. But going into this trip, um, I'm like, man, there's going to be a lot of drinking there. And you know what? Chris, Chris isn't a huge drinker, but he's a huge like be in the moment and go all in. And I have a feeling that this campfire is going to be a go all in the moment. So I'm thinking about this ahead of time. I'm like, man. I'm going to have to listen to these guys for four days. (laughs) Tell me, come on, man, just drink, just drink, just drink. And that's like the worst thing in the world. So we get on the horses. Now, let me, let me describe the situation for you. There's four of us. So we have these four horses. Then we have four guides who are, none of them are over the age of 21. Our guide turned 22 on the trip. Um, They're responsible for us. They have 16 pack mules carrying, I don't know, man, 15,000 pounds worth of everything, cast iron skillets and coolers and ice boxes and everything you would need to eat like a king in the wilderness. So 16 pack mules, all of the pack mules are strung together by fours. These pack mules are like getting tangled up, kicking each other, falling, being like complete <laughs> pains in the asses. This isn't just like a, a leisurely caravan. Were this they being like jackasses? Would you they were being jackasses. jackasses. Yes. <laughs> kicking each other. Um, and Anyways, so we're, we're, this isn't like a leisurely stroll. This is work getting through the mountains. And uh, we get to our lunch stop. It's four hours in. And we sit down with our packed lunch that's been sitting on the horse for a couple hours. And Chris walks over and he pulls out four cores banquet beers. <laughs> and he hands it to me. And I think at this moment, I'm like, this is it. This is the first time I'm going to let him down. And I was like, Hey, Chris, I'm, I'm good, man. I don't really want one. And Chris looked at me with that look of disappointment, like, oh my gosh, I'm about to spend four days in the wilderness with this guy who won't even drink a beer. But my argument was that, I mean, this beer was warm at this point. It was sloshing around. Chris, am I going too far deep into this or can I unpack this? Okay. So it was sloshing around. And um, so they enjoyed their beers, their warm, you know, shaken up beers. And I didn't have one, but that's when the disappointment started setting in with Chris. So we get on the horse and I'm thinking to myself, man, I don't want to be a complete disappointment on this trip. Like I have to make a decision. I'm going to either have to drink or I'm going to have to be completely okay with ruining Chris's trip. Well, what you guys might not know is Chris is my boss. Okay. (laughs) At the end of the day, we're buddies, we're pals, we're friends. But at the end of the day, Chris is the CEO of this company, right? So we get to the campsite and I had to make a decision. And uh, it's a decision that I'm proud of and I stand behind. Um, but my decision was I wasn't going to spend four days drinking. That just wasn't going to happen. My body's not set up for it. My mind's not set up for it. I didn't want to do it. All right. So my decision was 
I had to make sure we drank every ounce of alcohol <laughs> we brought on the trip to ensure the fact that they wouldn't be asking me to drink on nights two, three, and four. So we had a great time the first night. I, uh, we threw all the beer and drinks in this like natural spring that was 40 degrees. It all magically disappeared. Um, I was a little tired the following morning. Uh, could have been food poisoning. I don't know. Um, I was a little, I was a slow starter as they might say. Um, but solved the problem. I didn't hear about it. And as a matter of fact, Chris said, he'll never ask me or, you know, tease me about being the, the boring non-drinker anymore. It's a true story. Um, and I, it was one of my more prouder moments of Paul because he fought, like he, he had an internal struggle and then he had to make a decision. He made the right decision. And it was very, like, if you know, Paul, he's thinking strategy, he's thinking ahead. <clears throat> it was a good strategy. I mean, you wipe out all the alcohol on day one. There's none for us to bust your balls on the rest of the other three days. Except if you think back to the lunch, when I turned down that beer, I actually took that beer and I put it in my horse's satchel. So after three days, when there was no beer whatsoever, we were enjoying some campfire wings. And I was able to crack open the last beer that I deferred from the early horseback ride. And I, I could have sold that thing for $10,000 <laughs> yeah, for, sure. for sure. We were sitting around eating wings. The food was amazing eating wings and I got to enjoy beer with it. So uh, it was a price well paid, man. I feel good about it. Um, it was totally worth it. Well, I was extremely proud of you and the other guys. I mean, and we had a great time. We made some, some great memories. I mean, that next morning while Paul was in recovery, um, <laughs> And sleeping all over the uh, the meadow. It wasn't sleeping. Um, it was just laying there, like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I, I would love. I, I got some great pictures of, of his recovery in the meadows. <laughs> um, but uh, anyhow, I was really proud of him. But then what happened is, is that we went on a ride that morning to these ice caves in the middle of the Grand Tetons, which is awesome, except for Paul. Um, and then I watched but, camp. But we he watched camp. Uh, when we came back, uh, he did saddle up. Um, you know, we literally saddled up. And we went and uh, jumped off a waterfall, like this, like this oh. big 30, 30 foot, you know, 40 foot, like we jumped off a waterfall. Like the, I'm not talking like a little waterfall. This thing was massive, huge, raging. It was like, like, it was like three tiers <laughs> of waterfall and it was snow melt just coming off the mountains as far as the eye could see. No exaggeration. It was no. unbelievable. It was unbelievable. And even this, the, this, to scale the mountain to where you jump off of was sketchy. Like the whole Super thing. Super sketchy. The whole thing was probably like, I really hope that um, Anna, our COO, or like our attorneys don't listen to any of this podcast because they're going to be like, what the, stop it, Chris. But we did it. We all jumped off together into this ice cold water. You know, you hit the water, you can't breathe. That's how cold it was. Oh. Um, but it was just a mental thing. Like these are the things I love to do is to overcome these mental challenges. And that's all it was. I mean, part of it was like, had you stayed in the water too long, you'd have got hypothermia, but we did it and Paul did it, you know? And, uh, and so then, I mean, he participated in everything everybody did. We learned how to, uh, to lasso, you know, we, uh, we did ax throwing, um, you know, like we chopped down our trees. I bought a brand, a rhino brand, like one of the old school ones. So we stuck it in the fire and the boys oh. all branded their cowboy boots. And, uh, let, me, and let me tell the story about that. So the okay. first night and, and like, Chris might come across as some like, you know, tough, hard charging guy. And okay, I guess to some degree he is, but he's actually a pretty thoughtful, sentimental guy. So there were a lot of different like uh, moments where he was revealing different elements of the trip that completely surprised us. Um, but one of them was we're sitting around at the fire and he goes into the tent, comes out and he's got this custom made 
Rhino brand. And if you can't visualize that, imagine a, a, um, you know, an iron pole with, with your logo on the end of it. And when we saw it, it it didn't occur to any of us that, Oh, we're going to brand some wood or, Oh, we're going to brand our boots. Our first thought is like a fight or flight moment. We were first like, Oh my gosh, where on our body are we okay getting this brand? <laughs> That's kind of where I'm immediately trying to negotiate like, hey, can we just brand the horses? Can we do like the inside of the horse's thigh? Um, but no, man, we branded our cowboy boots. And um, so now we have these cowboy boots with a rhino logo on them. They're, oh, it's amazing. So cool. Well, listen, because because Paul decided to go all in night one, we pulled that brand out. We were seconds away from branding his ass. <laughs> It's a miracle that that didn't happen. And I am, uh, that, that's why the next day when I woke up and wasn't feeling, you know, I was feeling a little under the weather, they might say. Um, I was like, you know what, man, this could have been way worse. Like I could be, you know, I could have a Rhino brand on my ass. I would have regretted that. I'm all in, man, all in on the brand. But I will tell you, you know, I was feeling pretty foggy and it might've been noon when we jumped into the, uh, when we jumped in off, off of the waterfall. Um, and, and just so you know, like, Whenever I have an opportunity to be with a group of guys and they're jumping off waterfalls, I'm always 100% okay with being the guy that doesn't because I'm like, ah, eh, whatever. I don't need to be an idiot. But without forcing me, Chris kind of gave me that look like, dude, I didn't bring you this far to go this far. And I will tell you, if you're ever feeling foggy because of, uh, you know, food poisoning, like I had, if you're a victim, like I am <laughs> jump into 40 degree water and it's a transition like you'll never experience before. You're good. You're good. You're awake. You're alive. Senses are senses are firing. Cold water is good. And that's not the first time we've done cold water. And it wasn't the last time we did cold water on this trip. That's true. Yeah. And those are stories for another for another time. But <laughs> the, the main story here was we had a great time. We celebrated the victories. <clears throat> we did a phenomenal job for our customers. And I wanted to make sure these guys had a phenomenal uh, experience. And, uh, and made like memories to last for a lifetime. And, and I do have a sentimental side to me. Um, a lot of people that uh, are close with me know I have that. But uh, yeah, man, like I just want people to uh, enjoy life and to not have any regret. And I genuinely believe had you not done those things, you would have left regretting that you didn't do those things. So it was my job to push you. And uh, so you did. I, comm- I commend you, Tall Paul. Howdy, partner. I commend you, sir. <laughs> Thank so, you. Okay. okay. So well, I want to move forward into the actual uh, part of this podcast that actually has uh, some value to it oh, <laughs> besides yeah. entertainment. Um, now, if we had branded Paul's ass, that would have been something we could have, I'm sure, shared. He wouldn't have minded it at all, but Not we didn't. All. So so sorry to disappoint you listeners. <clears throat> um, but let's go ahead and segue into uh, something that's been on my mind, and especially the last couple of weeks and a half as a lot of our listeners have reached out. And and, and before I get into it, I want to give a couple of shout outs to those who um, – sent us some messages recently. And then I said, I would give some shout outs too. So I want to give a shout out to uh, Jeff Sanford for the, for the kind message about his thoughts on the podcast and, um, and that he enjoys it and things like this. And uh, I mean, and listening to it and all the topics. So that's awesome. Uh, to my man, Dave Hurst up in uh, the pack Northwest, right? Yeah. customer. And uh, one of our newest rhinos just came on board, Ken Hale in my hometown. Well, just outside of my hometown, he's from Indianapolis, Indiana. Um, so welcome to the rhino family. Ken, I know he's a uh, longtime listener of the podcast. And that's your and, market. Um, that is, is man. It's my hometown. We're about to go absolutely crush it. And I'm oh. excited for what we have in place for it. Sorry. And I want to give one quick shout out. For those who don't know, while we were in the, in the Grand Tetons, um, I came back because we had no cell service. As soon as I had cell service, the text message I was getting was showing a fire right next to my house. So in the desert behind my home. 
So while I was gone, my house actually got evacuated because of wildfires. So yeah, no cell service four yeah, days. So after, on, so after on I read those, after I read those text messages, and then I changed my shorts because I shit my pants because my house, the right behind my house is on fire. Um, not three days later, a fire starts on the other side of my house, a wildfire. So um, it was a complete shit show and and crazy, and that's super scary, especially when my whole family is there. I mean, and I had no communication with anybody, and this happened two days into the trip. But um, Ken Goodrich reached out to me and uh, and offered his place in Scottsdale for us to stay if we needed a place while it was evacuating. So shout out to Ken, man. So as much as he's a hard ass and people, you know, like they have their perceptions of Ken, you know, being so stern and things like this, and he and he can be, but he also has a super soft side, and I know it. He's gonna hate that I even said that. But he offered me his place to stay. I'm very grateful for that. So, Ken, I know you listen, man. So, I appreciate you. SmartAC.com. SmartAC.com. If you haven't heard of it, you better find out. If you haven't implemented it, you better check it out. You have to get started doing something. 2024 is going to be an absolute battlefield. What are you doing differently than your competitors? You need to make sure that your memberships are sticky. SmartAC.com does that. Lifetime warranty, insurance savings, filter discounts, 24-7 monitoring that lets you know about problems before the homeowner might even know about the problem. Live tech chat, service providers, all of this with smartac.com. You've got to check it out now. And then one more quick shout out is, we made the announcement today, um, is the Rhino family keeps growing. And listen, once you're a partner of Rhino, I mean, a strategic partner of Rhino, you're part of the family. So I do want to uh, officially welcome um, our new partnership with Service Nation Alliance Service Roundtable. Um, we're super excited about that. We, we came in strategically. Um, we've had mutual customers together for years, um, lots of success together. And we genuinely believe in partnering with those that have uh, services or offerings or products or people that can help our customers grow. So our partnerships are only forged with those that we believe can help our customers grow because that is our Northern Star. So Service Roundtable, uh, we're grateful for the partnership and look forward to for what's to come with that. I am bummed that I heard Service World Expo is uh, is is only going to be virtual this year. By the time this comes out, that will be public knowledge. Um, and I'm speaking there, so I was pissed that I don't get to be there in person. So I'm going to be doing it virtually. Service World Expo, I'll, uh, I'll be doing a presentation on it. So, Paul, anything you want to add to that before I roll into uh, Stop Feeling and Start Knowing? No, man, I'm I'm excited to uh, to hear you dive in on this. We're pumped about service nation service roundtable and uh excited to to work with them man that's gonna be good it's awesome and we already had a lot of mutual customers so it made it super easy so getting into it guys i'm about to get fired up because when i get fired up it's on your behalf because my job is to do as much as i possibly can to help our customers the contractors succeed that is my job so if i get fired up it's on your behalf and here's one thing that fires me up is smoke and mirrors is when digital marketing companies or any marketing company in general isn't forthcoming with the real results of what you're paying them to do. It pisses me off because then when somebody compares a company like mine, a very reputable company in this space, 12 years and how we do it, it's not apples to apples. So I'm going to share with all of you right now on exactly how to hold your marketing, even if it's your marketing manager in-house, marketing manager, your marketing agencies, especially in the digital space, how to hold them accountable for quote unquote leads and what a quote unquote lead really is. So we're going to start there. Paul, are you ready to go all in? Man, I am ready, especially this time of year. We're dealing with this now more than ever. So yeah, let's dive in, man. 
So we come off a couple of massive months. It's easy to look like a rock star in, in summer and winter, um, depending on the markets you're in. It's easy to look to look like a rock star. Where you earn your stripes in the digital marketing world is in spring and fall, in the shoulder seasons. I hate to even use that word, but it is what it is. So you have got to know exactly what your marketing is doing for you. Not feel like it's working. Feel like your company's doing a good job. Feel like your marketing manager's doing a good job. You got to know. And there's no reason that you shouldn't know. You have every tool in the world to track it for you. So we've been doing it since we started the company. Back in the day when it was me doing internet marketing, in order for me to learn what I was producing for our customers, I listened to every single phone call that came through that website myself. Now, not all those came from what I did, but I had no other way around it. I had to listen to it. What I was able to learn from that was, what's the CSR saying? Did they blow the objection? Like, but I well, that wasn't what I was listening for. It was just a byproduct of what of, of me listening to the phone call. So if I found an issue, I could send it to the customer and say, "Hey, have Mary listen to this call. She blew this objection." <clears throat> but the real reason I was listening to it was I needed to know definitively what came from my internet marketing program. How many service leads, install leads, water water repair leads, water heater, sump pump, electrical, whatever it was, I needed to know black and white, what did I bring in? And I wanted to know what my cost per lead was for that lead, a brand new bookable service and install lead that was not a past customer or referral. That, my friends, is a fucking lead, okay? Not a call, not a contact form that's coming in, all right? Listen, all the, we might listen to a thousand calls that came in. Most of those are gonna be yours already. They're repeating referral customers. Why are you letting your marketing agencies hold, say that's a lead? That's so, not fair. Let, let me jump in here so you can gather yourself before you get too fired. I want your blood pressure to come down, but, but I understand where you're coming from. And here's why. Chris and I worked with a client this week in Georgia. Okay. And this client is with another marketing agency. And I've always said, we never talk bad about our competitors ever. All right. If you ever talk to us, we will never, it doesn't matter who you're working with. We will not say a negative word. Okay. So I'm not going to say his competitor's name. But the issue is this, what most agencies are doing is very, very simple math to report out on how they're performing. They take number of phone calls and number of contact forms and number of, uh, you know, chats and they call those leads. So if you have 400 people call your office line through or the tracking number through the website and 30 people, whatever, they say that's 430 leads. And these are multi-million dollar companies working with multi-million dollar companies and trying to get away with telling, you know, in this case, it's an HVAC client that number of calls plus number of contact forms is number of leads. And so this agency is reporting like a $9 cost per lead, which is absolutely absurd. It's amazing if they're actually able to do it. But if you go back and listen to every single one of those calls, man, 320 of them were repeat callers, a technician who forgot his wallet in the office and is calling back because his paycheck is in it and he didn't save the number in his phone. It's um, all sort of things. But if you really get down to the core, it's 70 or 80 new customers, right? Cost for leads is going to be higher. But now you're able to attribute exactly how much is able to come in based on your efforts and you have a true cost per lead and then you can project forward. Um, and, and it's interesting, Chris, because we have this conversation every single day where people have no clue what's actually able to move the needle. So I understand why you're fired up. I get it. Yeah. 
Thanks for uh, for giving me a second to take a breather. Breathe, Jan. <laughs> yeah. Usa. <clears throat> um, and I was just on the phone. I had a phone call this morning with Ken Haynes from Wrench Group, and we were just kind of talking about something similar um, with this tracking piece of it. And so a lot of times when people ask me on, you know, like I've been on the Service Titan um, expert panel, and people are asking me this question or, you know, any other webinars or, pod- or podcasts or whatever I've done before. But it's like, well, hey, I've already got the tracking in place with my field management software, like with my Service Titan or my House Call Pro. And, but but you, you're still not getting the whole picture because what has to happen is we're listening to the phone calls right up front. So there's the missed opportunity. There's a gap there because what you're seeing is, is closed lead you know, on the service Titan side of things or the house call pro side of things. You're not seeing the missed opportunity. And that is so valuable. You have to know right up front, somebody calls in, Hey, I, I came home. It's, it's a, a you know, I got no air conditioning in the house is hot. We, you know, can I get somebody over here? We can't get somebody there until, you know, Thursday. Okay. Thank you. Bye. That's a fucking lead, gone. right? That's a lead gone. Now I'll bet you if enough of those come in, you start figuring out how to take care of those leads, right? Because you're, you paid to miss that lead, but if it didn't hit your service Titan, you didn't know anything about it unless you paid attention to it. So and everybody, everybody's like, Hey, I've already got the tracking. Well, you missed the front half of the tracking. Right. Yeah. You have. To, and so what will happen, like with the Rhino is we'll listen to these calls in like a two, three day delay, depending on the time of year. So that way, if we're running a campaign and you say, hey, man, like I really need service leads, we can be listening to make sure that we're trying to we're bringing in service leads or install leads or water here leads or whatever it is. But we know up front what lead volume is coming in. So I'm not waiting for a month, a month and a half to make adjustments to a campaign. I'm doing it m- almost real time to make sure it's effective. That's how you become an OG major player in the digital marketing space for the trades is by putting in the work. Does that mean I have to have a large staff to do it? Yeah. Our, our, the largest team on our, on, in Rhino is our call listing and reporting team. It's our Rhino tracks team. There's like 50 of them. And their only job is to listen to your phone calls, listeners. If you can imagine how miserable that job is, but it's an absolute necessity. It's how you know definitively exactly to the freaking dollar What's coming in from the money you spent with them or with yeah. your marketing campaign? <laughs> and you're getting red faced again. So I'm going to give you a moment. But when you do that, gosh, there's so much rich information that you can gather that can inform your behaviors for the next month. So a great example. We've got a client in Missouri and, you know, uh, over $10,000 spend in one month. They missed their target. They want to spend $15,000, $20,000 the next month. We pause that or we push the break, push back on them because it's not always more ads, more SEO, right? right. It's right. what's happening when the customer calls in and your CSR who's not having a great month or is in a bad mood and says, okay, it's $119 trip charge. And they say, okay, hold on. I'm going to call my wife. Like the, the leads, I have a hard time when, um, when, when people don't have those high conversion rates, we're just throwing more money at ads, right? right? Another thing that's bothering me, and this is more related to the current climate we're in right now. Um, obviously, I, I can't say anybody gets a pass because of the situation we're in, because we're all in the service in- industry. We all have to take care of our customers. But I've had some agencies report that call volumes down, that search volumes down, and all of that this summer as related to COVID, when that is um, not the truth. And there is so much data to support that for the most part, unless you're in some really, really hot spot in some weird situation, man, consumers are still looking for people to come to their home and help them fix their problems. So that's another checkpoint that's kind of frustrating. It's like, man, call volume should be way up right now. Um, Consumers are okay in figuring out how to have people in their house. So 
And it's just another frustrating. Yep. So um, let me just piggyback on that real quick. And I want to give everyone that's listening a couple of, of uh, boxes to check on things that we report on just to give you an idea of what you should expect uh, from anybody who's doing this for you. So when we listen to every phone call that comes in, here's what we're listening for. And we scrub the whole list so that way we can put them in their specific buckets. We listen for new, if you're HVAC or plumbing, we listen for new service leads. I'm talking brand new customers, service leads that came in. So new install leads, we keep them separate. If it's a a water heater lead, we keep them separate. So you get the point. We listen for the different services and keep the leads separate. So that way we know. If somebody calls in for parts, which happens, you're not selling stuff over the counter, but we still need to classify the call. So we throw it into a parts section. Could it become a service call? Potentially, but more often than not, it doesn't. Missed calls is a huge one we track. You would not believe today how many people still miss phone calls. It blows my mind. And you paid to miss that phone call. So we keep on you for that stuff because you need to know how many calls are being missed, especially the ones during the day. Um, and then if one, if you have an after hours answering service and they're missing calls, a whole other problem, but we'll at least help you hold them accountable or, or should your agency. Um, what the booking rate is per, your, per CSR. We, we keep track of who's taking the call. Did they book the call? So not that, you know, Rhino offers call coaching because we don't, but we can certainly identify the opportunity when someone needs help and send it over. We take repeat callers. We put them in that category. And like Paul was just mentioning, if somebody calls in, you know, on Monday and says, hey, uh, I need an you know, air conditioning quote, whatever. And they say, okay, I'm going to call my wife and I'll call you back. When they call back that second time, that doesn't mean that's a second lead. That now goes into the repeat caller category because that's the way it should be done. They just called you back. Um, and then the same thing with referral calls, you know, so those are, you know, that repeat call category is typically the largest. Um, obviously solicitors come in, you know, we put those in their own bucket and miscellaneous calls, people calling for jobs or whatever. Um, so, and then it's looking at the close rates, you know, the, uh, the, the booking rate, per uh, the booking, excuse me, the booking rate, the close rate per CSR is something good to look at. Um, But again, we just don't like, we don't necessarily do anything with that. But what we do also offer is the, um, the, the the call recording. So you can go back and listen to it, but we also put out, just write a small little transcript of what the call was about to save you time from looking at it. So if you use like a, a call coaching agency right now, that's helping work with your CSRs, this is a really good, um, this is a really good addition to help them out because they're listening for they're you know they're downloading a, a you know a chunk of calls and listening and maybe pulling three or four out per CSR or whatever it is, whereas we're listening to all of them. So if you work with one and we find a, a, a CSR that's messing up, we're happy to send it to them to help them out, to help you guys out, to help you become that much better. Because in in Rhino's world, the only way that we grow as a company is if our customers grow. That's it. There's no other way around it. So like Paul was saying, this company that's in St. Louis, and this actually happens often is we're bringing in a lot of leads for them. If they're closing at 18%, we need to stop throwing money at this campaign to bring in leads. We need to figure out internally why this stuff isn't closing and get it fixed. You know, So a lot of the stuff that we've done over the years, it's made us such a valuable partner. And why we can't work with everybody, why we aren't an option for the masses is we allow our contractors to you know change their monthly, you know, change by month if they need to, because you might have acquired a company and brought on five new tech service technicians and we need to increase, or you also might've lost two or lost one. So we need to decrease the spend because you can't handle lead volume that's coming in anyhow. Being agile like that is a really effective partnership and it's how you truly become a partner, not just a vendor in these relationships. But the end result being every month, you know, we have an account management team and the job is to go over 
everything we just brought in to the dollar. Now, if you have like a, a service Titan or a house call pro or whatever your field management system is, we can then take it from all the way to return on investment to know exactly what the return was for what did close. And we never question on where we stand. You spent X a month and you got Y in return. Never question that. That's how your agency should be doing it for you now. You know why they don't? Because it takes a fuckload of work to get it done. And yeah. a lot of cuts. It takes a lot of people to get it done. Do I love that we have to keep paying uh, or adding to payroll for the, the call listing and reporting team because of the volume of calls listened to? I don't love that, but you can't use these, oh, I use this piece of software that listens for keyword triggers. It's still inaccurate. If you think, if your company's selling you that that is accurate, it's not. I can tell you I tried it. It doesn't work. I've tried multiples. There's no substitute for human interaction in this process. Just like you don't choose a pay-per-click company that sets it and forgets it just because they're big. Even Google sucks at running your pay-per-click campaign, okay? <laughs> so if you haven't figured that out, even they suck at it. And they are Google. They don't know the trades as well as we know the trades, right? But somebody has to be managing those things and paying a close attention to your leads because you deserve it. Your employees deserve it, okay? Your families deserve it. And especially with COVID, exposed anything, you better be aware of your cash flow and what's going on. So for God's sake, hold your agencies accountable. Okay. You have to do that. Yeah. And I'll add Chris, another thing that we see this, this time of year is, you know, quite a bit of people will go in panic mode, right. And they recognize that something must be off because the phone's not ringing like it should. And then they all of a sudden want to start throwing all these crazy services and agency things all over the place, click funnels and, you know, super cyber chat and all these sort of things. And what we try to tell people, because there's a lot of flashy objects in this business, especially if you if you don't, you know, if you're not a practitioner of it, um, is get down to the basics. If you need to lose weight and be healthy and get your blood pressure down, you don't go run a marathon tomorrow and climb Mount Everest. You go for a walk. You do the foundational things you need to do. You need to eat better and you need to exercise. And that's a great way to think about SEO and pay-per-click. It's like in your website, you need to do foundational principles that will pay you over time and then foundational principles that you can start cashing in on tomorrow. Simultaneously, the better you do paid media, I'm sorry, the better you do earned media like SEO, it'll take pressure off paid media. But quit throwing all these bolt on services from all of these fly by night software companies that pop up overnight to try to sell subscriptions, right? If anything's $300, it's probably not worth it, guys. It really is not. So um, just think foundational, think simple. Yeah. And, and I hope you guys understand this isn't one big rhino pitch. This is a how to do it right pitch. This is an accountability pitch for your sake. Um, because again, we can't work with everybody anyhow, but we can set the industry straight. So that way, when you're making comparisons, you're comparing apples to apples and you're getting what you should be getting versus what you are getting. You should be maximizing that. And so I want to hold everybody in the account. Listen, we, the reason we report to that depth is, yeah, there's some months where we, you know, we may not have done a good job all 12 months. If anybody tells you they crush it every month of every year, they're fucking liars because nobody does. And we have done it longer. But you know what you appreciate as a listener is when somebody's honest with you, all right? If we crushed it 10 out of 12 months, 11 out of 12 months, and you know still to the dollar where you stand, do you think you go anywhere? No, you appreciate the honesty because we can only create so much so much weather. So you have to make sure that 
you're holding them accountable to give you that information that you that you you deserve to know definitively what came in at what cost per lead. Because then, if you want to measure them versus somebody else, use a true cost per lead, a true cost per lead. Because honestly, the revenue closed is on you. You can't hold them accountable for revenue closed, but you can hold them accountable for how many leads, the quality of lead. Uh, I mean, excuse me, the cost per lead. If, as long as it's a legit brand new lead, those are two things that you could take away. And now here's how you do it. It's super simple because I didn't even explain this. Use a call tracking number. And for God's sakes, use, use a local call tracking number. Do not use an 800 number. That's yeah, an immediate deterrent. Use a local call tracking number, throw it on there and record everything. Most are already doing this, but there's, there's still a lot that don't. And guess what? Split it up per service. Use one for HVAC, use one for plumbing, like split them up so you can segment them out too. If not, it's okay as long as you have somebody listening to it that can split them out for you. But use a call tracking number, okay? Um, that's going to be the best way for you to, to, to know definitively exactly what's coming in from those calls and what was new business versus referral business. Anything to add to that, Paul? I will add this. You know, people come to us all the time trying to figure out a way to beat Google. This is not about beating Google. It's about beating the competition, Okay. All we have to do or all you have to do is figure out not necessarily the tactics, but what kind of commitment do the top three or four people who are showing up in the first page on the first page of Google and the cities that you're targeting and the services you're targeting. And let's just work, let's just focus on them. Then you'll stop worrying about and making excuses about guys, uh, you know, running an operation with low overhead and running one truck or whatever these, you know, I don't want to say excuses, but these reasons that are attributing you to not getting the, the leads you want, you'll forget about them. There's so much opportunity if you just focus, um, you know, narrowly focus on being the best in the areas that you focus organically and through AdWords. Can't trick Google. No, can't, can't be tricking the Googs. El Goog. <laughs> El Goog, as they say in Mexico. Um, actually, I'm not actually sure if that's really what they say. But just made that, that up? Sounded, it sounded good. Um, I will throw this out there though, as an option, um, it's something that we just created and I never, ever, uh, like to pitch anything on this, but it makes sense in this, in, in this instance, because it's become more popular and it's not something that we, that we actually even promote, but we did, we did create a Rhino console offering service for us because if that sounds like a lot to hold somebody accountable, it is, it is a ton of work and effort, but it's so valuable on your, on the actual sales themselves. If you do it. So because so many people are saying, hey, I'm already in a contract with, I'm already in a contract and I'm in it for, through the end of the year or whatever, we created this consult service um, to kind of come alongside you for three, four months, whatever you need um, to help you get it figured out. And then you can move on, you know, or make the change or do whatever, but at least we can come in and help hold them accountable for you. And we'd love to do it. We, and the volume of people that have been reaching out to us recently, and even some from this podcast has been what's pushed us to really kind of, to go down this route. And so because we can't work with everybody, in the digital marketing space, uh, we can certainly come alongside you in a consulting offering and help you get it right with your with your current agencies and make the most of it. So hopefully that's helpful for you guys. And if you want to do that, just reach out to us through the page, through Rhino, through whatever. One of us will get back to you. So, um, Paul, anything else you want to add to the lead tracking reporting piece of it that I, that I might have missed? No, I think you covered it. And, you know, you've used four F-bombs. So I don't know how much further I want to go, you know, giving you just the free reign to... Uh... To, my mother's going to be so upset that you're using that language on the show. 
Hey, um, Kyle, can you Kyle, can you bleep out? Um, Kyle's our podcast producer. Kyle, can you bleep out the three of the four of those so Paul's mom can listen, please? We appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love the passion, though. And Chris, quite honestly, I mean, you know, for, for those who don't know, like I met Chris because I was vetting internet marketing companies years ago when I was a corporate guy um, trying to help my customers see this. And I brought Chris in to just kind of understand, you know, how he was a little bit different. And the thing that gave me one, the confidence to know that, um, you know, he, he really that, that Rhino was unique and it wasn't just him running it off his cell phone, which is what I initially thought, uh, was the, was that transparency. And, you know, that's why I left my very corporate, my very comfortable corporate ladder I was climbing uh, to work with you guys directly, work with our, our listeners, contractors, um, and show them that, man, there's a, there's a way to do it right. And it doesn't have to be a gray area. We talk about this all the time. There should be no gray area with internet marketing in the year 2020, Absolutely. period. Zero gray area. Like the tide is out, right? The challenge is you guys are experts in your field. These digital marketing companies are experts in their field. And it always benefits the marketing company to keep you in the gray. It benefits the marketing company to say that the 400 phone calls that came in through your website were leads, right? Um, you pull that away. You pull that gray away. And what you have is truth. And what you can do with truth is you can apply it to your business and grow, right? It's so it's, it's just abundantly clear to me how to help you guys be successful. So that, man, that's why I love doing this. Man, I appreciate that, Paul. And it, it, it is like our motto is we exist to grow your business, period. Now, because we can't do that for everybody, we start a podcast. So that way we can help you grow your business even if you're not a customer. We offer a consulting offering. We try to engage with different partners to do things we don't do but can help our customers. Like in every which way we go about it, our Northern Star is to help you grow, you the listener right now, whether you're a customer or not. That is it. That's what gets me out of bed every morning. I, I sleep really good at night because we have integrity. We do the right thing and there's no smoke and mirrors. So hopefully you appreciate this, um, you know, a little bit different of a podcast for us you know, than normal, but it's just something that when it comes up and people are reaching out to me or reaching out to Utah, Paul, and, and, you know, it, and it's multiple times in a short period of time, it's a problem and we need to address it. You know, it's a problem within the industry as a whole. Now, if you're in the HVAC space, and you're not already preparing for fall, get it together. You should already have been. We've been doing it you know, since last month, preparing for fall. Everybody's in this mindset of go, go, go. I get it, but you got to get yourself ready for fall. So for the love of all that's holy, stop feeling and start knowing what your digital companies are doing for you. There's no, no reason you shouldn't be getting everything that we just talked about in this. If you need any direction, any help if you're driving and like oh shit oh shit try to write this thing down and make take mental notes and you need a recap just reach out to us man we'll help you we'll help you at least give you some direction so you can take it to whomever you need to we're happy to do that because that's how we roll ain't that right tp that is right man and if you can't tell like this is the passion this is the passion that uh that we apply to our business every day so yep. um good, good recap chris no zero days that's how we roll so Listen, everybody listening, man, we appreciate you so much. Um, we, I've been seeing an awesome spike in reviews, which has been great. Um, we appreciate that so much. You have no idea how much it means to us. So thank you for that. Thank you for all the kind comments. 
Um, we're excited to continue. Um, we have some really good guests lined up, so I'm really excited to, to roll that out. Um, and, and, you know, listen, if you, if you get value out of this and you know somebody else that's in your, in the trade somewhere that could use it, I mean, we have, I mean, just because we're so hyper-focused on HVAC and plumbing and electrical and like those types of things, I mean, I'm getting messages from landscape companies, from garage door companies because of our, you know, we have a good relationship with Tommy Mello who's deep into that, but on his podcast, but we get them from like all over in the home services industry. So like this, today's podcast, I mean, less the Wyoming trip can, is applicable to anybody, everybody. So please share this, man, and help. And like, that's how we're going to grow this thing. So we appreciate you. Paul, any parting words from you, my dear friend? No, man, I appreciate your transparency and your passion. And uh, uh, thank you for unpacking our Wyoming trip for the listeners. That'll um, you know add some context to some of the conversations we've been having on the podcast and on Facebook recently. So no, it's good, man. Always a pleasure. And for all those of you guys that tell me to be nice to Paul, I am nice to Paul. Okay. Very nice. <laughs> All right. Until next time, y'all, we appreciate you so much and we'll see you. Thank you for listening to To The Point. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please consider leaving us a review in the App Store and don't forget to share with your friends. Till next time, kick some ass.